family life can be both rewarding and frustrating. That is why we are here to strengthen families with quality information and support to meet the many challenges they face. Welcome to In Support of Families. Parents all over the world have been through the same trials that you are facing. Your host, Emma Lou Penrod, is here to help with valuable parenting tips for a happy, orderly home. Welcome to In Support of Families. And today I'm talking to Abigail Wald. And she is a mentor and advocate for parents of strong-willed and highly sensitive children. Abigail, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm really glad to be here, Emily. Thank you. I am excited to learn how you became the mentor and advocate. I've, I've worked as a teacher. I've worked with children who are strong-willed or highly sensitive. So I, I can tell this is going to be an interesting story. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think that um, before I had children, I didn't understand enough that each kind of child, not only each child, but also each kind of child, there that there were different kinds of children, yes? That, that there were, um, kind of like how people have different kinds of marriages, different kinds of jobs, right? So it really actually makes a difference. And that it's not just what the parent brings to the equation, but that the child is bringing their own story, their own temperament. And um, this was not something that I fully understood before I had children. Um, I guess I just thought, you know, my child was going to be who they were. And of course, they'd have their own personality, but that, you know, that we had the ability to shape them in parenting. And um, I don't know, to be quite honest, I don't even know if I thought that far. Like, I just thought I'm going to love this person and they're going to love me and we're going to have a great time. Oh, and, yeah. you know, um, I don't know that I thought much beyond that. And then I had two boys back to back who are now 12 and 14. And um, my oldest is strong-willed and highly sensitive with the emphasis being on the strong will. And my youngest is strong-willed and highly sensitive with the emphasis being on the highly sensitive. Oh my. But I do believe that they are um, flip sides of a coin, I should say. And in fact, I think that coin is even more complicated than that. It's It's... Uh, more like a decahedron with like a lot of different sides. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so my my kids dragged me kicking and screaming into this world, I should say. And I have risen and now I love it. So um, that's really the, the real truth. I just need to comment that I think most parents go into with the same attitude. They just know I'm going to love this child. They're going to love me. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. And then, and it is interesting too, even though both of your children are strong-willed and highly sensitive, they're not identical. No, absolutely not. And um, I do find that the way each child um expresses that kind of temperament then that's also filtered through the child's like 
personality and needs and experiences. And so, yeah, there, there are a lot of different levels to what we, what comprises temperament and then what comprises the child's experience and then our experience as the parent. And that's really my love is helping parents optimize both their children's temperament, but also that parent's experience of parenthood, right? And that child's experience of childhood. And so I, I am gathering that you went through quite a learning curve yourself as you were raising these two boys. Yeah. I mean, let me make this easy for you, Emily. I, I absolutely sucked at it. I was horrible. Um, I, I hit a wall. I hit, um, I broke, I broke. Okay. Uh, you know, I will often say a strong-willed child. Here's how you know. I sometimes say to people, like, I'll, I'll be in a room full of, you know, several hundred parents, and I'll say, um, you know, do you have a strong well child? And some of the people, their hands just shoot up right away. And some people go like, ah, kind of. And then a few people just don't raise their hand. They go, listen, if your hand didn't shoot up right away, it's a no. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, I'm joking, right? Of course, there are kids who can be somewhat strong-willed, and yes, that exists. But but at the end of the day, for those parents who have strong-willed kids, you know it, and you know it quickly. You might have even known it in the womb if you were carrying them yourself. They, um, they make their personality known. And the highly sensitive child is also strong-willed, and that actually can take a little more time to see, interestingly. Um, so there is some room there, but but the, the truth of the matter is, I will always tell parents, if you're getting into a lot of power struggles with a kid, first of all, it's not just the kid, right? It's also the parent. You know, I always think of this like, um, you know, ODD, oppositional, oppositional defiance disorder. I, I say it's a disorder of a relationship, not of a person, right? It's, oh, it's yeah. really a relationship that's disordered, yes, and it's complex because there's always what is the person opposing? You know, there's always two sides to that. And have we taught that person how to co-create with others? So that's a whole other complicated discussion. But what I would say to you is when a parent is face-to-face with a toddler in a parent, like power struggle, right? With this child, that child has nothing to lose other than their own dignity and doing things the way you want. And they've got all the time in the world to have this conversation with you, and they have far more energy than you have. So if you're going to engage in a power struggle with a strong-willed child, you're going to lose. They don't have to wash the dishes. They don't have other kids they need to deal with. They don't have a job to get to. For them, their dignity is on the line, and they're going to fight until it's over. And that usually means until you lose. That's the truth. And that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with that child. They're actually fighting for something really beautiful, which is their dignity and also to help us become better people. And I have found over the process that um, at first it broke me, it confused me, it devastated me. I was in grief that I couldn't figure this out. And then I just like started to break open instead of just break. And I started to listen to my children and I started to learn what what wasn't happening and then I started to learn how to listen to them and then I learned how to actually affect change and that was crucial for me because I didn't want to be a parent who just listened like okay I'm 
just going to give you what you want. And I'm just going to listen and love you. Like that wasn't enough for me. And honestly, I don't think it would have served my children well. No. Right. No, no, not at all. I loved the way you put that. You broke open. Yeah. That is so empowering. And you learned, you started paying closer attention, not just to give them what they want, take the easy way out, but to learn how you could better serve them. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. It was a really genuinely beautiful process and uh, it changed my life forever. It absolutely changed every single thing about my life. It would. It would be a total, not just a mind shift, but a heart, heart and mind. Yeah. We both had to change. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I call it mind flips. There were a series of mind flips that I really started to understand. And I started to understand the nature of transformation itself, which really is parenting, right? Like, Mm -hmm. what does it mean to be able to have a child come to you and say, absolutely not. I'm not getting in the pool. And you're like, okay, well, I know that for this child's well-being, I need to teach this child how to swim at some point. That's a very important value, let's say, for me and my family, right? Mm-hmm. But I've got a strong-willed, highly sensitive child who's saying no. So I could sit here and fight all I want and miss every swim lesson possible. Or I could actually begin to listen and go, oh, it's the temperature of the water for you. Oh, it's too many people. It's too noisy. Huh. Well, here's my value. Okay. How can we transform this moment into one where here, here's the thing about strong little children. They are deeply um, wise, but they are not experienced. So they have no, what um, I love this term that when I was speaking with Julia Lithgott Haynes, uh, she referenced a friend of hers, I think, Adina. Oh, gosh, I wish I could remember her name right now. Um, oh, I'm so sorry, Adina, that I can't remember your last name. Uh, but she referenced a term that her friend Adina had taught her, which was the event horizon and how children don't have an event horizon. They can't go forth and say, um, you know, I've experienced X, Y, and Z. So like, I know my ice cream falling on the floor is not like the worst thing in the world. Um, I know that there are worse things. I know that it's happened before. I know I can pick it up. I know I can earn enough money to get another one. I know I can ask kindly. I know I can solve this problem. Children don't have that. And strong-willed children especially don't have, also not just the event horizon, they also don't have the temperament with which to handle that failure with ease. And so, you know, that's why you get such a combustible situation, right? And so, if you can actually learn how to be the event horizon for your child, and you can actually learn how to listen to them and how to earn their trust, you can actually become their bridge to transformation. And they will, as I say, hire you to parent them. Ooh. Does that make sense? Hire you to parent them. Because yeah. you have established that trust, you have shown them that you can understand them and you can help them bridge. That's right. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, because at the end of the day, parenting is a consensual act and we don't yes. talk about that. We think of parenting as I'm your parent, you've got to accept that, I'm in charge, you've got to learn to listen. But at the end of the day, 
there are some kids who will do that, but certainly not a strong-willed, highly sensitive kid. And yeah. if you're not lucky by the age of 12, they'll, they'll fire you essentially. And yes. you're still paying for everything. And so you actually need to build that um, consensus. You need to have them be wanting you in their life because they see you are of benefit and you as the parent get to see that you actually can change the arc of their behavior. I can actually have you land in different places because you allow me in and you allow me to mold you. It's a, it's really a co-creation. And uh, when you're in that space in parenting, not only is the child getting what they need, but the parent is getting the intellectual and spiritual stimulation and the return on the investment that a parent needs in order to not feel so exhausted all the time. What a gift. Yeah. Wonderful. So I don't even need to ask how you help families. I can hear it with this beautiful perspective of seeing parenting as a partnership. You're forming a partnership with your child. Absolutely. You're I mean, not, there is no other way with a strong-willed child, right? Yeah, you're, you're not molding a lump of clay. No. You're working with another human being. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Parents have wisdom. We have wisdom and experience, and that matters. But we don't get to force it upon our children. No. We have to make them want it. Do you know? Um, much the way, like, a company gets you to want their brand of tea, you know, they, they can't, even if you, even if you would love that brand of tea, if they showed up and said, you have to drink this, you'd be like, no, thank you. Right. But instead they make it enticing. And that's what parents have to learn how to do is how can I literally like market my wisdom to you uh -huh. so that you can actually want to learn and let it be your story, not mine. Let it be about your joy of learning. Let it be about how you love to transform and not I'm going to get to mold you, right? Yes. And that's when we're creating beautiful people who can take on the world. And gosh knows we need them to take on the world at this point. And, and the parent is helping them find their purpose in life. That's right. And helping them on their journey. Exactly. Ah. So do you help with, do you do one-on-one -on -one coaching classes? No. What do you do? I cannot do one-on-one -on -one coaching anymore because I've had so many um, parents that I've worked with over the many, many years. And so um, there are two different reasons that I don't do that. So one is I literally don't have the time. It's not the best use of um, everything that I know. Okay, so yeah, I need to be able to work with thousands and thousands of parents at a time. Ah. Um, and so uh, because this information needs to get out there, this information is literally life saving. It's yes. life saving for the children. It's life saving for the parents. And we have an epidemic of anxiety, depression, suicide in our children today. We do. They are we do. so sensitive and they are so overwhelmed. And this was even before the pandemic. Um, you know, it's many factors coming into play that have really changed the story for our children. Yes. And we have to understand that, that they are not living in the same world we were growing up in. It is a fundamentally different world. 
And so when we say, you know, well, I wasn't like that or, you know, whatever, it's meaningless. It doesn't matter. These children are here for now and uh, they need support. So so number one, we have to help these children who are growing up with low self-esteem, with tremendous amounts of anxiety. Because remember, I said it was a decahedron. So anxiety is one of the faces of that strong-willed, highly sensitive child. And so um, this is a child who's much more likely to be anxious. This is a child who, if they are unoptimized, we could be looking at some very unfortunate future trajectories, right? And we're talking about eating disorders, suicide, um, drugs, you know, all sorts of things that I don't even necessarily need to go into video game addiction, um, failure to launch, failure to thrive, uh, all sorts of things, right? Um, we don't, we don't need more children in that space, quite frankly. Okay. So, so that's one piece of it. Uh, another piece of it is that our parents today are tired. Our parents are, are exhausted. And again, this is even pre pandemic, but now I mean, how many parents just feel like, I give up, like the world is asking too much of me. I can't raise these children and have a job and pretend that I'm single and able to work out and eat well, you know, it's just, I can't do all of this anymore. And so our parents desperately need help. They need proven ways that work to connect with these children that don't tell them all the old things, um, you know, all of the old parenting strategies that have been around forever and make parents feel bad or like there's something wrong with me or wrong with my kid, you know, or feel like they have to keep up with 90 different podcasts and 90 different books and 90 different ways of being. And this one says do a timeout. And this one says don't do a timeout. And this one says that, you know, a lot of what I help parents understand is there's no answer, but your answer, your answer is the only right answer. And until you write your book, you don't know what works for your family. And that's what I do is I come in and I personally help people write their book, but I do it on a large scale. So I'll explain to you what that means. Um, and, and, and by the way, the other reason that I work this way is that I realized that parents didn't just need the information and they didn't just need my touch, my help personalizing the information. They also needed each other. Community is huge and we don't have community. Too many of us are hiding in our families, hiding in our homes, you know, presenting some picture on Instagram, but the reality looks quite different. And we don't know what it's like to listen to each other's true stories anymore. And too many of these parents are surrounded by people who don't have strong, willed, highly sensitive kids and go, well, gosh, you know, I turned on that lullaby and it worked. I don't know. Gosh, have you thought of closing the windows? You know, maybe if you get some felt on your windows and make it dark. Huh, you've tried all that. Yeah, I don't know. You know, kids really need to sleep. It's very important for them. It's important for their brain development. You should really get them to sleep. And all sorts of things that they tell you to do with a strong-willed child that you're like, are you kidding? Do you know? I've been doing this for three years. Like, I can't get this child to take a nap. Child doesn't want to take a nap. Do you know what I mean? Or whatever it is that your strong-willed child doesn't want to do, right? And so parents keep hearing the same things over and over. And it's not until they are in a community with a bunch of other parents with strong-willed, highly sensitive kids 
who look at them and for the first time, these parents feel not gaslit by the world. Somebody gets it. Somebody Mm -hmm. knows, right? So not just me who knows and can then actually help them out of it, but the people who at least can acknowledge, hey, me too, right? That's huge. It's huge. So in any case, the the long and short of it is the way I work with people, I offer a six-month mentorship um, twice a year, usually in October and February. Sometimes the timing is different. Uh, And it's a six-month mentorship where I give people an entire, basically, MFA in parenting. I joke it's an MFA in parenting, right? Mother flipping awesome, but also literally a master of fine arts. And you are learning everything you need to know about how to parent a child this way. But then I also run group coachings where I actually get on with the parents very directly. And I am working with them one-on-one in that space in cohorts um, of 25 people at a time. And, 25 people at a time. Yeah. And then I do have uh, a VIP group that I work with individually on the side of that. As long as they are in my program, then yes, I will do one-on-one work with them. Um, so, you know, there are different levels at which people join the program. And then there's also the mother flipping awesome app that people can download on their phone, which will give them access to over 150 podcasts that I've done, both with the hand in hand podcast, but also the mother flipping awesome podcast. And then also give them access to a private podcast that actually is called daily Abigail. And that's on the mother flipping awesome app. And that, uh, I get on and share stories from my life raising my children every day and little things, nuggets of learning from my community that I want to share. Um, and that is, you know, uh, open to many thousands of people. So, um, so that's how I help, you know, individuals to thousands of people daily. Awesome. So just running this group twice a year with 25 People in There's it. more people in it, but it's, it's broken up into cohorts of 25. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So you do work with more than 25 parents at a time. Yes. Wonderful. So how do parents contact you? So if you have a strong-willed child, if you have a highly sensitive child, if you have an anxious child, if you have a child that you have not been able to decode for whatever reason, and you wonder if it's them, if it's you, If you are tired, if you are not able to see the return on your investment, if you feel like I'm pouring into this child every day and nothing changes or it's getting worse or the relationship is breaking, or I wanted to love my child and I do, but the truth is I don't like my child as much as I wanted to, or I don't like the experience of parenting my child as much as I wanted to, then they should definitely contact me. They can go to motherflippingawesome.com. If they know they want to work with me or learn about what it would be like to work with me, which again is a very special um, thing to do. It's a beautiful gift to give to your family. Uh, And that you would just go to the mentorship project and you would learn about what I call the mentorship project, which is called transformation team project. Um, So if you ever hear me talk about TTP or transformation team project or the mentorship project, that is that line of how they work with me. They could write me at abigail at motherflippingawesome.com. They could go to download the app on their phone, Mother Flipping Awesome app. That will give them access to the podcasts. They have many different ways of connecting with me from free to a real genuine investment in their family. 
where I will walk alongside with them being invested in their family. So um, there are many different ways that parents can reach out and get the help that they need. And, you know, money doesn't need to be an option because, again, there's there's free paths in there. And then for people who are able and really ready to commit, um, then there's some very beautiful prescribed journeys. So, um, you know, it's open. Wonderful. I love it how you're making it available to all. It's really part of my mission. I don't want ever for there to be people who feel that they can't do this work. It's very important. So I, I have a lot of free work. Obviously, I'm not able to personally get in and help people with their families. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, unless you know we're working together. Well, I, um, I like what you said about you're helping them go within. Their answer is the only right answer. Mm-hmm. That, you know, parents need to hear that. They, they really take a lot of criticism right now. Don't they? Yeah, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And that's one of the things that parents get when when I work with them at the end of the program. And I'm I'm very excited. Personally, you're catching me right at the tail end when I'm literally just about to graduate a cohort, um, actually three cohorts. And I'm very excited because uh, I'm just about to be able to hear all their stories. But the thing that typically parents say every time they graduate is they'll say, you know, I feel amazing. I have so many tools. Like my child is not a mystery to me anymore. Anytime I feel like I'm going down, I have these nets of support under me. I've got people I can call. I have my listening partnership, which is um, actually a hand in hand parenting term. And, you know, which is another parent that I have that's like my buddy, but I also have this cohort and I have this material and I know 10 different ways to solve whatever my kid is throwing at me. And I have confidence. I don't like, I also have free time because I can like be done with all of the help. I was constantly seeking 10 hours a week. I now just go inside for a moment and I know what to do. I'm skilled. I'm done. I don't need to spend that time searching. I know. And it's, it's impossible to, completely convey to a parent until they've had that experience, the freedom that comes with that kind of confidence and knowledge. It's huge. I believe literally life altering. Yes, it would be. And how wonderful to get this support. Thank you so much for doing this, Abigail. And thank you so much for your, for sharing that with us. It's my pleasure. I have a question for you. What brings you personally to doing this work all the time? You know, my story is similar to yours. I also raised a family and I worked as a school teacher. So I saw this from the perspective of a parent and also of a teacher and viewed parents who were just trying desperately. I worked in special education. So I worked with students with special needs and saw their parents struggling to help them, to support them, to understand them and suffering the criticism they would get from neighbors, school personnel, you know, blaming them. And, you know, I, my heart went out to them. That's why I started this podcast show. I just wanted to provide 
useful information to parents. Absolutely. I love that. And it's so true. And so many parents and so many educators don't honestly deeply understand what's going on. And, Mm -hmm. you know, those judgments are not meant to be judgments. Maybe sometimes they're meant to be help, but the truth of the matter is that they often don't help. And there is actual real help out there. There really is. And um, when you find it, you will know it. So, Mm You know, I may not be it for some of you. Everybody's going to need different things. You know, everybody's going to resonate. But I ask you to go in your heart and, you know, look through Emily's archives, look through, you know, wherever you can find not people telling you how to do things, but the philosophy that makes your heart stir. When you find the truth inside, you're going to feel it in your heart. That's what you should double down on. Okay, so don't look for like, oh, this potty training or that potty training or this one or that. Those things are like tiny little flowers. You need to plant a seed. You need to find the seed that you want to plant in your garden. Right. So so try not to get um, like have shiny squirrel syndrome. You know, it's just like, you know, looking for the nuts that are falling and try to actually figure out what's the seed you want to plant, the seed of knowledge in your family and whoever it is that you identify with along the way that can help you plant that and root down into your family's value systems, not some other value system you're borrowing, but your family's value systems. Whoever can do that for you, that's what you want. Well put. Abigail, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure to all of the families out there listening. You've taken time today uh, to, you know, learn more. And if you get nothing from this conversation other than you are not alone, then this will have been of value. True. Abigail, you have a great day. Thank you so much. You too. Everyone wants a peaceful, loving family. Parents want to enjoy harmony and unity in their homes. However, some parents struggle because they didn't grow up in a peaceful home and they simply don't know how to create it for their family. Helping families not only heal but thrive is my expertise. I've been happily married for 48 years. We have seven grown successful children. I'm an author and a global mentor for families. As a parenting and family strengthening expert, I'm dedicated to helping you create the family of your dreams. My proven program is called Healing Families. It's designed to give you the information and the support you need to become the best version of yourself so you can become an even better parent. I would love to talk with you about your family and discuss your specific concerns. I absolutely know that you can have a peaceful, loving family, and I can help you achieve that wonderful goal and even enjoy dinner time again. I will give you all the tools you need to release old baggage, increase confidence, use your emotions more effectively, and interact with your children in positive ways. 
This is your opportunity to replace family patterns like yelling and quarreling with the peaceful atmosphere you desire. I invite you to schedule a call with me now by going to my website, healingyourfamilies.com. And when you do, you'll receive a copy of my family strengthening ebook, Power Parents. I look forward to talking with you and finding solutions for your family. We have just concluded another episode of In Support of Families. If you enjoyed the show and found it valuable, we appreciate you leaving us a review or recommending us to your friends. For more helpful resources, visit our website at insupportoffamilies.com. Join us again next week. And thanks for listening.